This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Good evening, Brandon House in for Mike Lindell, who is at Mar-a-Lago again. He is there tonight. Last night he had, uh, <laughs> last night, I'm sitting here interviewing uh, Tina Peters. It's a great little interview. I can hear Donald Trump's voice off in the background every now and then. I don't know if you guys could hear that too. It's pretty distinct, right? So I can tell, you know, she's in the room with him and President Trump is speaking. And then I hear Mike Lindell's voice and Tina says, I got to go. Mike Lindell and President Trump are calling me up onto the stage. I'm thinking, well, if you've got to go, those are two people you would want to be headed toward. You know, I mean, after all, who am I when Donald Trump and Mike Lindell are calling you? Two of the biggest conservative voices in America today. So that was pretty epic. All right. So she she did call later and apologize. I'm like, you got nothing to apologize for. Uh, you know, you're, you're doing your job. So anyway, t I'm sitting again tonight, and they're still at Mar-a-Lago. Let's see if we can keep them from dragging away any of my guests tonight. I'll be joined tonight by Candace Taylor, who is running for governor in Georgia. She was on the other night, and as you know, she was telling us about a debate that was coming up. Now, apparently the Republican candidates for governor in Georgia are scared of Candace Taylor. They did not want to include her in their debates, but thankfully she was included. Well, after her performance, which everybody's talking about, you may now know why they did not want her in the original debates. She cleaned their clock. She tore it up. In fact, Mike Lindell called me today and said, did you see what a great job she did? I said, yes, it's going around. I said, let's get her back on. He and I agreed. Let's get her back on. Let's talk about it. So uh, we've got a clip we're going to play, and then we're going to go to Candace Taylor. And then at about the 6.30 Central Time mark, I'll be joined by Matt DiPerno. Well, we haven't had Matt on since he has been confirmed as indeed receiving the nomination of the Republican Party in Michigan as the candidate for Attorney General of Michigan. You know, Matt's one of those guys we've known, well, almost since the very beginning of this network when we had him here in our studio the last week of January 2020, no, 2021. Last week of January 2021. Man, it seems like it should have been 10 years ago. <laughs> We've crammed so much into a short period of time. The last week of January 2021, he's in our studio filming with us for Absolute Proof. And he's been back many times since. So he's like one of those people that you kind of get to know really, really well. And you watch as he grows and develops and it goes from just being an attorney, just an entrepreneur, attorney, you know, raising his family, to boom, he's on the national platform being endorsed by Mike Lindell, President Trump, and, uh, and we're so proud of him. We're so proud. It's been fun to watch the climb of our friend Matt DiPerno, who we are, well, hoping will restore constitutional law to the state of Michigan. So he'll join us since uh, being confirmed as the Republican nominee for Attorney General for the state of Michigan. So we got a busy night. Don't forget, folks, we are brought to you by you. Your support makes the Lindell Report possible, makes Lindell Television possible. Uh, and in fact, let me go real quick before we go to Candace, get this out of the way. If you like what we're doing here, folks, we do need your support. And the way you can do that is simply go to 
uh, frankspeech.com, frankspeech.com. Click at the top of the page where it says online store. And then look at that. We got the buy one, get one free sales. Buy one, get one free on the bed sheets, Giza Elegance My Pillows, the uh, Go Anywhere, Rolling Go Anywhere Pillows, the My Pillow Towel Set, six piece towel set. All of those. Buy one, get one free. And they're throwing in Mike Lindell's book, which in itself is a $20 value. We got the My Slippers at 50% off. Again, I don't know how long these sales will last. I would take advantage of them while you can. We got the My My Pillow two inch mattress topper. We've got the sleepwear for men. We got the overstock blanket closeout. No, that's closeout. Can't promise you how long that's going to go on. We've got the Giza cotton pillowcases, the My Pillow dog beds. Yes, uh, Delta is in the studio on hers. Uh, we've got the My Pillow mattress protector, yard signs, cups, Frank Speech cups and mugs, bleed stop. Uh, my pillow bath robes, bionic uh, wrench, so much more. Don't forget, not only does L77 work when you go there to mypillow.com or frankspeech.com, it also works at mystore.com. Have you been seeing all the spots Mike's been running for mystore.com, helping entrepreneurs get going? Got some great big announcements coming soon, folks. Mike was telling me about some of the stuff that's about to be added in there. I'll let him announce it, but it's going to be exciting. Some of the new products that he's adding to mystore.com, a place for entrepreneurs. So remember, L77 works there as well at mystore.com and mypillow.com. And you can go to frankspeech.com, click on online store, and L77 works there. It's a powerful promo code. And you remember, remember, this make, these make great gifts. A lot of graduation get, graduations coming up. Those make great gifts. Weddings coming up June, July, August, into the fall. So uh, remember, do, your, do a lot of your shopping there at MyPillow.com and use that promo code L77. Well, Logan, let's go to that clip. Again, we're going to find out tonight, you know, the proof's in the pudding. We're going to find out why it is those boys down in Georgia didn't want Candace Taylor in the initial debates. They were scared of this lady. And apparently, we're going to find out why, because it's, well, it's being talked about all over the Internet. Watch this. Dr. Taylor, you tweeted on April the 23rd that, and I quote, there will be a runoff, period, and I'm going to be in it. What makes you so certain that you can get into a runoff in this race? Am I really polling that way? I mean, really? My inner polling didn't show that. The people of Georgia don't think I'm polling that way. And it's funny I haven't been in a debate yet. Thank the Lord I'm here today. I'm thankful for the Atlanta Press Club who stood up for the people and let them have a voice. I am one of the people. I'm an educator, and I've been fighting for abused kids for 19 years, and I'm sick and tired of what's been going on in our state. Enough is enough. Our election was hijacked. Our children were masked. This governor failed us in Georgia. The people know it. I know it. I'm running. I'm here. He's going to have a woman running against him because of his failure. Those we elect are to work for us, not against us. The Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, is the worst evil on earth. Our governor met with two consulates four times before Dominion was signed. Chinese made solar panels farms that do not work are being pushed on our farmers. This is the communist, liberal, leftist agenda of the Green New Deal. Ms. Davis, by your two question, billions. please. I'm Taylor. I'm Taylor. I'm sorry. Thank Taylor. you, Ms. Dr. Taylor. All these examples prove you're not working for us. Governor Kent, we the people want to know what's stopping you from severing ties for Georgia, renouncing the CCP, and putting Georgia first. So what was your question again? They have a school system and teachers that are not trying to indoctrinate our children. 
and making sure that we strengthen all parts of our state. I just want to say that the school system has been neglected and we not only have CRT and SEL and comprehensive sex education teaching transgender perversion to our children, we also have anti-white racism that has not been addressed by the current administration. It's taken over our schools and it's ruining the, it's ruining the students and it's ruining the environment. Dr. Taylor, how would you have handled the pandemic? Can I speak just one uh, second no, before she gets? No, we're, is we're, gonna move, we're gonna move on. Hindsight is 2020. So for being fair, I'm not gonna say that he did everything wrong. What I am gonna say is the school shouldn't have been shut for the length of time that they were. And we should have unmasked children very quickly. We still have schools wearing masks to this day. We have kids with speech problems that are worse and worse, and kids that should already be progressed on that aren't because of the failure of this administration. 2020, totally. 100% Donald Trump won. He won. We have a fraudulent pedophile in the White House because Governor Kemp failed. He can say he didn't have the right to call a special session. The Constitution's clear. He not only had a right, he had an obligation. It's clear in the Constitution. He chose not to do it. And why? Maybe it's because he wouldn't renounce the CCP a while ago. I don't know. I'm not him. But I'm telling you, the people of Georgia have had enough. That is why I'm on this stage, and that is why I'm going to win, because the people have had enough. Stacey Abrams will never win Georgia in a fair legal vote. Let's hope we have one. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they know they'll go to jail. But I will say this, and I've said it in many meetings. I'm asked this question almost every single week. I will support whoever the Republican nominee is. I'll even knock doors for them. I knock doors for myself, which the two good old boys don't, twin rhinos over here. But I'll knock for them if one of them wins, but they'll never win. Candace Taylor will win, and I'll be the first female governor of Georgia. Each candidate will now have 60 seconds for a closing statement. I hope you all been paying attention to the amount of time that's been spent on the establishment's choice and the fake media's choice on this stage. Back and forth with rebuttals when the other three didn't get any. I hope you've been paying attention. I am your candidate because I'm one of you, and I'm going to fight for you every single day in that governor's mansion. I don't need a record in politics to get it done. In fact, that's the problem. We've got a bunch of failures on the stage that didn't get it done with failing voting records in the Senate and failed our whole economy and our children during the pandemic. So I'm going to tell you right now, when you go vote on May 24th, do not vote early. You vote for the person who's going to represent your values. And I'm going to put the Constitution first, and I'm going to put Jesus first every single time. And we're going to fix our schools. We're going to get rid of this anti-white racism and oppression of our children of color. We're going to get rid of the transgender manipulation, and we're going to ensure that boys aren't in our girls' bathrooms, and girls aren't in our boys' bathrooms, and people aren't being raped. And we're going to get rid of kindergarten teachers, men with beers and lipstick and high heels teaching our children. We're going to get back to being moral in Georgia. We're going to put morality over money. I'm Candace Taylor. I'm the one you've been waiting for. Man, I might move to Georgia just so I can vote for her. That that was epic. <laughs> that was epic. Oh, wow. She joins us now. Candace Taylor, welcome back to Lindell TV and the Lindell Report. That was fabulous. Congratulations. No wonder they were scared to have you on the platform with them. Yeah, I was, I got mad, you know, <laughs> sometimes when I get mad, my mouth just doesn't have a sensor. Hey, I know what that's like. Ask my, ask, ask Logan in the control room. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it's okay to have righteous anger. So I'm glad you got mad. It's time, you know, because a lot of us are mad and we don't want to take it anymore, to quote the old line from the movie. I mean, there's nothing wrong with righteous indignation. There's nothing wrong with standing up to bullies, to stand up to people who bully you, who are bullies, who are criminals. I got to go through your list, though. Uh, I know you're on the road. You've pulled over and you've joined us. and We thank you for that. Well, we don't want to lose her. Hold on. I did it. All right. No problem. 
Uh, but I got to go through your list because it's fabulous. Okay, the first one I got to start with, though, is <laughs> you said we have a fraudulent pedophile in the White House. Did I hear that right? Yes, I said that. <laughs> have you taken any heat for that one? Well, Twitter didn't like it. <laughs> you know, oh. and I was asked about it when I left. The Atlanta Press Club media was out there, and they started questioning me. And I was really fired up because I didn't get to get out everything I wanted to. Everything I've been hearing in all 159 counties in Georgia and how upset the people are. And I wanted to represent them and get out what they wanted. And I couldn't get it all out. And so I unleashed on the press. And my husband... Ryan, he said, he calls me Candy. He's like, Candy, it was like you put them over your knee and spanked them. But I did. I gave it to them. And I told them, I, they, they said, did you call President Biden a pedophile? And I said, well, did you read his daughter's diary from last week? I spent 19 years getting sexual abuse disclosures. And it's a real thing. You don't take inappropriate showers. You don't disclose it later when you're a drug addict and everybody looked the other way. And he happens to be the president. Not to mention all the allegations of inappropriate smelling and touching. Yeah, I think there's probably a demonic spirit of perversion on him. Yeah. And they not know what to say. They were like, oh, my gosh, she's serious. Yeah, well, I'm serious. Absolutely. So tell me about the, um, the, 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 the press. You walked out after this and spoke to them. Is that on video? Can we see that, too? Well, my husband filmed half of it, but... They're not going to share it. The first can we, thing they can we get that? Can we show that? Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get the part that I have. But the first part of it, they're not going to share. I know because the first thing they asked me was, "What is this thing with the Republicans?" And y'all are talking about the election. I mean, do y'all really think that President Trump uh, is going to go back in the White House? I mean, do y'all think that? This is what's been said in every single debate. And us journalists here, we think y'all are pretty ridiculous. And I said, really? So when you commit murder, do you get the death penalty if the jury says so, even if it's 10 years later? And do you, as journalists, have y'all pulled tabulator tapes? Have y'all done open records requests? Have you done affidavits and notices? Have you investigated? Because I have for the past 15 months. And I'm going to tell you right now, you remember I said this. If we do not fix 2020 and we don't have fair legal voting in our state, we're going to be getting rationed food and we're not going to have our dollar worth anything. And we're going to be in communism. Y'all keep on with this liberal leftist agenda and mark my word. And they just looked at me like, oh, she's serious. Yeah, I'm serious. Good for you. All right. So let's keep going through the list here. Uh, we got her. Hey, let's make. Yeah, we do. We got our website up there, CandiceTaylor.com. Uh, well, before I go back to the list, now are they paying attention to you? I mean, I mean, I imagine the papers had to be epic the next morning, right? Or did they just ignore you? They kind of ignore me. You know, Fox News had the two establishment rhinos had a, something about them and said one little blurb about me being there. But of course, they didn't quote me or anything like that. But what has happened is I came out with a campaign video, you know, on Monday saying that I was going to tear down the Georgia Guidestones, which are a Luciferian satanic place of worship that's been erected in my state. And I came out with that. And then this leak from the Supreme Court, if it was an actual leak or just a way to divide us, I don't know, about the Roe versus Wade being overturned. When all this has happened, I think it's been a combination 
of the debate and me ripping them and then this me coming up and standing up for Jesus. And all of it combined has created a wave that is taking over the Internet. So it's been a beautiful grassroots movement. Georgia Guidestone, I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, I would have never thought to ask you about that, but that's right. It's in your state. Um, for those who maybe don't know about it, let me go to it. There's a picture of it right there. Where, where in Georgia is this, Candace? I have a one-minute video. If you go to my Facebook page, it's, 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 it's pinned on the top, and it's the best campaign video that's ever been released. Hey, uh, Logan, can, can, we, can, we, can we grab that and play that? Logan's finding it right now. He's a mar he's remarkable. The Georgia Guidestones, what? Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. I remember what it said. I can't remember all of it, but yeah, here we go. Look at this. Maintain humanity under, what is that, 500 million? Is that the number? They want to kill a billion people. In yeah, yeah. Oh, my word. Uh, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule, passion, faith, tradition, all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. That means global governance. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with an infinite. Be, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Okay. These are the Georgia Guidestones. And, uh, we, of course, we've talked about them off and on. So, um... Is that is that in your is that in your commercial? Yeah, that's my tenth executive order. I'm going to sign the first day is to defund Elbert County from any money that the governor's office is responsible for until they get these torn down. No one knows who erected them. No one knows who paid for them, and they're being protected with a chain link fence under surveillance of the of the county sheriff's office. And so they have no place in America. They're a gateway to the satanic church for the whole United States of America, but they it have sounds zero. Like, it, sounds like, it sounds like something Henry Kissinger would be in favor of. I've got over there the Kissinger report from 1973, 74, I think 74, you know, talking about we can't let the population go above 8 billion, which we're at right now, 7.9 billion. So how ironic. Uh, and of course, they, they said that we would end up at, at 8 billion by the year 2000 if we didn't start funding abortion around the world and killing off people. And apparently they did, which is why they didn't reach $8 billion by 2000. But now we're about to fluff over to $8 billion And voila, what do you have? Uh, you know, a pandemic and a shot. And now we're seeing doctors come out and say, hey, this is going right after the, the young people. And this is going to attack the fertility of young people. we got people dropping dead. I mean, it's stupid. But it seems to fit with the Georgia Guidestones. Logan says he has that clip. Let's play it. They told us what they wanted to do. Some might even say they had to get our permission to at least tell us ahead of time, even if we didn't believe them. Over four billion people have been injected with something that took just nine months to create. Ask yourself why. Back in biblical times, human sacrifice was a form of demonic worship. We're still doing it in present day by killing our unborn. It's the same demons, it's the same sacrifice, it's the same sin, it's just a different time. This is a long shot in and of itself, running for governor against an incumbent. Why are you doing this? If we don't 
call things out and we don't acknowledge them and we don't take authority and take dominion over what God's given us, then we are no better than the evil ones that put it up. We've watched as people have destroyed our history and monuments, and in their place, they have erected statues to their own gods. The new world order is here, and they told us it was coming. It's a battle far greater than what we see in the natural. It is a war between good and evil. Wow. Wow. Good for you. I noticed, look at the, look at the screen here. Uh, I, this is in one of my presentations, this painting from 1563 that you just showed. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Now look at this. This is a U European Union poster from a few years ago, several years ago, actually. It says there, Europe, many tongues, one voice. Look pretty similar to the 1563 Tower of Babel. Yeah, absolutely it does. And of course, look at the European Parliament building in Strasbourg, France. Looks like an unfinished Tower of Babel, right? I mean, this is totally going back to what they're doing is globalism, which we know how God feels about it, which is why he did away with the Tower of Babel. That is an excellent, excellent commercial. Uh, okay, so let me, I mean, we could keep you the whole hour, but I've got uh, Matt DiPerno coming up, so I better hustle. So you said... I'm proud of him. Awesome. Absolutely. So you said in debate that, that your governor, Kemp, who I thought looked kind of wimpy, he looked like he'd got the deer in headlights look a few times in those videos, but you said he met twice with the CCP, twice with representatives of the CCP. Is that what I picked up on in that quick clip? Four times. Four. He met four times with a consulate, two consulate. So he met twice in Houston before they shut it down and said it was involved in espionage and spies. Which President and Trump shut that down. President Trump shut that down. That's right. And he also brought the consulate to Georgia and gave him a book and wrote in there about being his friend. And even during the beginning of COVID in 2020, Governor Kemp was caught with the Georgia Senate coming out with a proclamation that the Chinese party, the Chinese Communist Party, that they were friends of Georgia, that they we, we were friends. We're not friends. OK, the CCP they rip organs out of people without anesthesia and let them bleed to death. And that's not okay. They sell and those organs. Just so the audience knows, this is organ harvesting and selling those organs. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. And, and I want to know, are you loyal to the people of Georgia or are you loyal to the CCP? Because I see so much influence in Georgia. And actually, after the fourth meeting with the CCP, with, with, the, with the consulate, Okay, fourth meeting, 17 days later, they signed Dominion. Is that a coincidence? I'm just asking. So you're saying four days after he met, he signs the $107 million contract with Dominion Voting Systems. 17 days later after the fourth meeting. 17 so days later after the fourth meeting, $107 million contract with Dominion. Right. Wow. Is a coincidence. That's all I'm saying. And you've asked ask him to denounce the CCP. You've asked him to denounce. Has he denounced the CCP? No, he refused to answer the question. And then he, he deflected. He said, what did you say? And then I asked him again. And then he didn't even talk about China. He went off into some other tangent. And then I got to rebuttal. And I said, it's a yes or no. For me, 
it's a hard no to CCP. And you refuse to answer the question. And that's why in the end, when I talked about President Trump won, very big. And is it because Governor Kent wouldn't renounce the CCP? Is that why we can't investigate? I don't know. I'm not him. You know, we should be asking him these questions. And I know I hit a nerve with him. And, you know, I'm, I hate it, but he works for the people of Georgia and the people of Georgia elected President Trump. Wow, good for you. How about the green energy? You mentioned the, the, the farmers being forced into green energy, which is hurting them. Talk, to about, talk about that, please. Yeah, so I, I just went through everything I knew about China connections in Georgia. And one was this, the, green, the solar panel farms that are being shoved on our farmers and they're taking our farmland. And Georgia is an agriculture state. That's our biggest revenue, $80 billion a year. And so they're taking acres and acres and acres of farmland and they're pushing this, this green new deal, liberal left agenda by a Republican governor on our farmers. And, and it's, it's very disturbing to me. And then we have over a million acres of land in Georgia owned by foreign entities. And then we have this Rivion plant in Northeast Georgia that's being pushed on our Northeast Georgians who don't want it. What is, that? What, is that, what does that mean? It's a lithium battery plant that's $2 billion funded by George Soros. And Governor Kent has pushed this on the people of Northeast Georgia and they don't want it. Tell me about the anti-white racism, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you used that word, anti-white racism, because a lot of people think racism is always just one direction. Racism can go all kinds of directions, can it not? Absolutely, and I have two white males that I birthed, that I love, that I want them to have a fair, equal chance at life. And I see it everywhere I go, that if you're a white male, you're discriminated against. You know, women, even white women, they have it better than the white males. I see it in my field in education with scholarships and, and people get accepted at certain colleges. I see it when we're doing job interviews. I know that people all over the state see it. I've heard it everywhere I've gone. Racism should not be a thing for anybody. It's the American dream to work hard and have a creative, innovative idea and you to make millions of dollars. That is what is America, exceptionalism. We don't need to, to d divide people and to, and to show children and rip blinders off of them of oppression. And that's what CRT does, critical race theory. But it also teaches anti-white racism, and it's wrong. Absolutely. Uh, then you mentioned that some of these people may go to jail. Tell me who you're referring to and what could they go to jail for? Well, if we investigate actually what happened in 2020 and people committed treason against a federal election, there's going to be accountability. And I know they don't want that because they haven't investigated yet. And if they, if they believe that it was a fair legal election, then let us see the ballot. Let us look at it. Let the actual investigators do the work and let's see what really happened. But I feel like they know there's, there and they're scared. Tell me about uh, the, the you, you, you referred to them as failures on the stage. How many of them were there? Like, I couldn't, was there, is there, I couldn't tell how many are on the stage. How many are running? So there's, there's Kemp and Purdue and me that have been in the race and, and that are polling. And then there's two new candidates that's just jumped in, Catherine Davis and Tom Williams, and they're not polling and they, you know, they just got in the race like within a couple months ago. I've been running for 15 months for governor. So, so there was five of you on the stage? Five of us. Okay. But the three of us, you know, grassroots candidates, I guess, you know, that we were treated differently than the other two. And so I 
was pointing that out that I'm, I'm sick of that. I'm sick of them getting rebuttals and getting all the talk time and sucking the, the air. But I will say this, the two twin rhinos, Kemp and Purdue, they asked a question because we all got to ask one question. And obviously I asked mine to Kemp. They got to ask one candidate a question. Well, they chose to ask Catherine Davis a question who's not even polling and refused to talk to me. Well, if I'm the one that has any kind of polling numbers and I'm the one that can beat you, why wouldn't you ask me a question? You say you can beat Stacey Abrams. Brian Kemp says I'm the only one that's beat her. Purdue says I'm running so I can beat her. But yet they don't talk to me. How do you want us to believe you when you say that? If you won't go at me, how are you going to beat Stacey? Please explain. Yeah, I think they're scared of you. I think they know you're articulate. You're passionate. You're endorsed by Mike Lindell. You're also endorsed by President Trump, correct? I'm not. President Trump endorsed David Perdue, but maybe. Okay, I apologize for getting that wrong. But maybe he can maybe he can either pull it or after you win the primary, then, of course, he'll he'll endorse you then, right? I, I pray he does that. The people of Georgia really want him to do that. So you're hearing from a lot of folks who, you know, America First people that. They love him. They're so disappointed and they want him to endorse me so bad. And I've told them, you know, just pray. You know, God speaks to President Trump and he can pull that endorsement anytime he gets ready. And I'll welcome it with open well, arms. I think he pulled the, the endorsement from Mo Brooks out in Alabama. He pulled that he one. Did. He did. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say before we let you go? I would just ask that y'all continue to pray for me and to share my name everywhere you go and let the people of Georgia know they have a choice that's not establishment that's going to fight for them every single day. I would think, Candace, the fact that the current governor who cannot denounce the Communist Chinese Party tells you all you need to know. If you cannot denounce the CCP, what does that tell you? I mean, that tells you he's either scared of them, he's controlled, they got info on him. I mean, why on earth could you not denounce the Chinese Communist Party with the millions and millions of people that they have murdered, the organ harvesting, the open threats of war against the United States, what they're doing there in the South Chinese Sea, what they're doing near our islands or near the islands there and with all the things that Colonel John Mills has told us about, what they're doing with Russia, what they're doing with Iran, what they're doing with North Korea, all in partnership together. I mean, the, the, the underground church in China, the Christians are in prison tonight as we're speaking in prison. I mean, how hard would it be to denounce the CCP? It's not hard. In fact, it's a hard no. And that's what I told him. It's a hard no for me. It's a hard no for the people of Georgia. We don't want any involvement with them. We're a, we're a constitutional republic, and we're going to stay that way. Absolutely. Well, apparently, Brian Kemp's the CCP candidate. I mean, that's all I can come away with. That's how I feel. Wow. Uh, com. Now, will you be doing any more debates? Nope. That's it. Debates are over. And when is the primary vote? When is it? 24th. Do not vote early. Y'all vote on election day or as close to it as possible. May 24th. Okay. And, and if you need to come back on, you just alert, alert us and we'll get you right back on. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. Great job. You too, Candace. Candace Taylor checking in her website, CandaceTaylor.com. Great interview, great debate, great clips. That was fun. That was fun and exciting and positive. All right, we're going to go to, well, more good news. Our buddy, Matt DiPerno. He has won. He is the he is the primary winner. He won the primary in Michigan. He is a Republican primary 
candidate for the Republicans. Well, actually, for the general. He won the primary, so now he's off to the general. So we're excited to have him with us here in just a second. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with Matt DiPerno live. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. We're going to be joined now by our buddy Matt DiPerno. And then Jeff O'Donnell is going to join us to talk about election, election fraud, the machines, and more. Fast-paced show. Brandon House here for Mike Lindell, who's at Mar-a-Lago tonight for the premiere of 2,000 Mules with Dinesh D'Souza. Texting with Dinesh last night from the news desk. And Dinesh said, on text, he's going to do his best to be with us next week. So we're going to hold him to it. And uh, so Mike is there tonight with Tina Peters, Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, I think Carrie Lake is there, I believe, um, and, it, and they're doing the premiere of uh, 2,000 Mules at Mar-a-Lago tonight. So uh, this movie is catching on. It's catching steam, and uh, we look forward to having, hopefully, Dinesh D'Souza next week. But joining me now is, oh, by the way, and again, if you appreciate all Mike is doing and all we're doing with Lindell TV, use that promo code L77. Matt DiPerno, congratulations, Matt. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you on. I, uh, I was telling the audience before you came on here that uh, it's kind of like, you know, having a, a, a well, it is, it's having a, a close friend, but having someone that, you know, have watched and climbed the ladder. And, you know, when you came into our, the studio here at the end of January 2021, which feels like five years ago, as much as we've crammed into this few months, but, you know, you were just, you know, raising your family, practicing law, you know, and boom, all of a sudden you're thrown into this Antrim County dominion issue and race or uh, election fraud and then man all of a sudden you know you're getting attacked it's, it's, it's ridiculous what's happening to you they're talking about you know maybe investigating you trying to take your law license take your insurance take your banking and then next thing you know you're running and then you're now you've won the primary you know it's kind of we stand back and watch and go you know i knew him win so it's been a lot of fun to watch your climb and the hard work and the strong stands you've taken. And so we're all pretty excited for you, Matt. Yeah, thanks a lot. We're excited here too. We worked really hard. 
We put together a great team uh, and a, a great campaign over the last eight months. Uh, and we really, we showed uh, what I'd call the establishment that the grassroots has a voice. Uh, we want a seat at the table and we earned it. We brought out uh, the delegates in this last election uh, and they, they voted for a conservative constitutionalist, someone who will protect the constitution and will protect the rule of law. Absolutely, excellent. Well, you're, just so the audience knows, we realize his voice and mouth are a little off, but that's all right, at least we're hearing him. So we'll just go with it. Uh, Matt, what was the vote like? What, what, by what percentage did you win? Well, we did uh, two ballots in this case. Uh, on the first ballot, there were three candidates and uh, I got 49.6% of the vote. Uh, we needed 50% plus one. Oh, it's close. Um, so very close. So the, the bottom candidate dropped off the ballot. We went to a second ballot and I got uh, 55% uh, and the uh, other candidate got 45%. So I won by 10 points on the last ballot. Good. Now, have they all jumped behind you now? Uh, we're still working on that. Uh, um, they have not, but we are working on it. We're trying to get uh, the other elected Republicans in the state of Michigan to get behind my campaign. Uh, and, and they will. This is why we have, uh, you know, uh, an early convention in Michigan so that we can, uh, you know, sort of heal the wounds and get people to support the candidate that wins. Yeah. So tell me about um, this gal you're running against, Dana Nessel. Yeah, well, Dana Nessel is an extremist. Um, I say she is a Marxist. She is a militant. Uh, you know, she just came out uh, recently and said, that she will not enforce any laws in the state of Michigan uh, that criminalize abortion if Roe v. Wade is overturned. So she's someone who doesn't protect the Constitution. She uses her office to uh, protect against a scandal in the Democratic Party. She uses her power like a sledgehammer against her opponents. And she picks and chooses which laws she will uh, uh, enforce. And so that's she's corrupt. not what we need. Is she corrupt? I would say she's corrupt. She's corrupt in the sense of how she enforces the rule of law. Uh, like I said, she doesn't. She picks and chooses which laws she will enforce, uh, and that's not what we need in Michigan. That's not what you want as an attorney general. You want someone who will enforce the rule of law equally against everybody. And who's backing her? Who's endorsed her? Who's funding her? Well, it's, it's hard to say, but she, you know, gets her funding from, uh, you know, many different left-wing organizations across the country. She does fundraising out in California and New York. Uh, and so that's, you know, she's being supported by Planned Parenthood, groups like that. So Cal Californians are money from California, money from New York, money from Planned Parenthood is trying to pick the attorney general in Michigan. Oh, absolutely. There's outside influences, dark money coming into the state uh, in bundles. And, you know, they just uh, an outside organization the, um, and uh, several others, including the Governor's Association for the Democratic Party, just put in thirty two million dollars into Michigan just two days ago to support Democratic candidates. So we need uh, you know, we, we need people out there to support the Republicans. Uh, people can go to my website, deperno4mi.com and donate. Uh, certainly, we need all the help we can get uh, coming up in this next election, uh, November 8th, 2022. 
that's how we're going to defeat the Democrats is grassroots organizing, boots on the ground, and uh, massive fundraising efforts across the state of Michigan. Now, you have been endorsed by Mike Lindell, correct? I have, yes. And you've been endorsed by, I got the last one wrong. I said Candace Taylor. I thought maybe it had been endorsed by President Trump, but I was wrong. So hopefully I'm not going to get this right. Have you been endorsed by President Trump? I have. Okay, I got this one right. All right. Yeah, Uh, he endorsed me back in September. Um, He's been a great ally. Uh, We got him out here at the end of March to do a rally in Michigan. Uh, So he's been a, a huge supporter in Michigan. He is committed to Michigan. Uh, He's endorsed several other candidates, but he knows how important Michigan is uh, to the preservation of our country uh, and in order to protect the Constitution. And you were down at Mar-a-Lago a a few weeks ago as well for for an event for your campaign, right? Yeah, we did a a fundraiser down at Mar-a-Lago, raised a a good amount of money. Uh, So President Trump has been a, a big supporter of my campaign, but also America First candidates across the state of Michigan. Uh, And that's what uh, we are promoting, a Trump ticket in Michigan. uh, And uh, that's what's important, supporting the Constitution, America first candidates, and understanding that Donald Trump is still the leader of this party. Uh, And we just saw that last night in Ohio and Indiana, where he went 22 and 0 on his endorsements. Absolutely. So tell me, Matt, about your polling. Have you seen any polling now that you're the, you are the, Republican candidate for Attorney General of Michigan. Yeah, we just saw polling come out just uh, today, actually. Uh, there's an independent poll that came out uh, showing me uh, one point behind Dana Nessel uh, with 17% undecided. Which probably means uh, you're a good 10 points ahead of her. Well, you know, we'll see. But, uh, you know, all we can do is go off the information that we have based on this polling. But what's important about that is is I am a... Uh, you know, was a relatively unknown person back in July, uh, came onto the scene, defeated an establishment Republican who's been around for many years, uh, defeated him in our endorsement convention just a couple weeks ago. And I'm polling only one point behind Dana Nessel, who's been in office for four years. Uh, That is remarkable. What that tells me is we'll probably beat her by 10 points in the general election. Mm. So let's talk about... um the media, the press. So they start digging on you now? Uh, they have been. They've actually uh, written a couple articles about me. You know, we got the the typical Detroit uh, organizations that come out uh, against any Republican uh, and then some other national organizations. But they've gone back all the way to my high school days, interviewed people I graduated high school with, looking for information, digging up stuff, writing scandalous type articles. Uh, you know, that's that's what they do. We understand that. And we're going to defeat that because, you know, most of the things they write is fake news. It's unbelievable. And a lot of people have seen through that already. What uh, about the so, machines? You, you you saw that they I mean, you're the one that you're the, you were the only attorney in America to have a court order to audit the Dominion machines. You showed that they flipped votes. You showed they had modem type devices. Correct me if I'm saying anything wrong. Uh, so how confident are you you can win this election knowing what you know? About these well, machines. We know, yeah, we know we can win the election because we're going to organize a, a huge number of grassroots people who are going to come out to vote. We've got people organized who are going to become poll watchers in this state. You know, we were outnumbered, outnumbered 15 to 1 in uh, uh, November 2020. We're going to change that. We're going to get people coming out to actually watch, monitor, and control elections 
in this state in the sense of uh, making sure that things are done fair. Now, here's the other important thing, Brandon. Uh, the Democrats say that Hillary Clinton was cheated out of an election in 2016. Remember that? Yes. Stacey Abrams still claims today that she was cheated. Hillary Clinton still claims today that she was uh, cheated. So what we found in 2020 was 7.7 million uh, pre-filled out absentee ballot applications mailed out to everyone in the state of Michigan. The Secretary of State, a Democrat, told every clerk in the state to ignore signature verification requirements. And um, uh, Zuckerberg came into the state with over $8 million that he put into collection boxes across the state in Democrat-controlled areas. Now, what's wrong with the Republicans in 2020 saying that we think there was something wrong and we should investigate when the Democrats were saying the same thing in 2016? Why would anyone oppose an actual audit of the election? It makes no sense. Everyone should want an audit of the election so that we can show the voters that things are fair. And, and listen, if I'm wrong, I'll gladly come out and say I was wrong. But in order to do that, we need to do an audit of the election. So There's let me ask nothing you wrong with that. Let me ask you a closing. What, what can you do and what will you do as attorney, attorney general on this issue when you win? Well, we're going to make sure that we have fair and free elections uh, going forward. People always say, we need to figure out what happened in 2020. I know what happened because I did an investigation already. We know how it happened. We know how the fraud occurred. And we're going to hold people responsible who, who committed fraud in this state. Dana Nessel has only prosecuted three cases of fraud after the November 2020 election. I hope she watches uh, 2,000 Mules because that should give her an insight as to what happened in the state of Michigan. So if you win, you'll be prosecuting election fraud? Absolutely. We have laws in this state that go unprosecuted, election laws in this state. We need to enforce the laws, not just election laws, but, but laws across the board uh, for all types of crimes that Dana Nessel doesn't prosecute. She picks and chooses what she wants to prosecute. That's not what we need in an attorney general. We need strong leadership. We need a constitutionalist. We need someone who will protect every citizen in, in this state, not just Democrats, not just Republicans, but everyone. And that's the type of attorney general I will be. I will be the lawyer for the people across the state of Michigan. Excellent. Thank you, Matt. Your website, depernoformi.com, depernoformi. Com. Congratulations and thanks for being with us, Matt. Look forward to having you back again. Thank you very much. And everyone out there, please go to our website, volunteer, donate. We need the help. I appreciate it, Brandon. You bet. DePerno4MI.com. Again, folks, right there. DePerno4MI, the abbreviation for Michigan. DePerno4MI.com. Joining me now is Jeff O'Donnell. Jeff, welcome to the Lindell Report and Lindell TV. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. So, Jeff, tell us tell us what it is you do and what we need to know. Well, uh, I apologize for the background noise, but <laughs> it's actually it's actually uh, fine. Just so for, you know, it's uh, fine. Last... OK, good. For uh, uh, for the last uh, some months, I've been heavily investigating uh, voter fraud in a, a variety of different states and a lot of different ways. And uh, uh, I, I've. Uh, uh, 
done a lot with uh, Mesa County, Colorado. A report come out last month that I think you know about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right uh, and then, yeah, and uh, I think why uh, why I'm here today is that I've also done a lot of looking at voter registration patterns over the country, and as they relate, especially to Eric. And uh, um, so I've, I've our definitely audience, found some patterns. Remind our audience real quick what Eric is, would you please? Yes, uh, Eric is a uh, third-party organization uh, run. I'm just going to run by leftists who uh, who came on the scene uh, 2012 and has been gained up to uh, 31 or so states right now with the idea of let's all get together on our voter registrations and that way we can uh, you can have help determining uh, who who should be registered and isn't and maybe do cross state things. That was the uh, that's, that was the carrot uh, that got all these states to sign up. Uh, however, it has not turned out nearly that well. And, uh, you know, I personally believe that, that uh, ceding the responsibility uh, for a lot of the uh, things in these voter rules uh, is uh, it made uh, part of what made what happened in 2020 possible. So what we're hearing is that there's a bunch of dead people on there, a bunch of people that moved to another state, and you can't audit this thing. They don't. They won't let you look into this thing like you should. So who's running it? Who's in, who's actually running this thing? Yeah, I mean a lot. A lot of it. A lot of person calling the shots is a guy named David Becker, and also the, this would not exist if it wasn't for Pew Research. Uh, Pew Research is. Not a, uh, let's say it's certainly not a conservative organization, uh, and they they maintain an awful lot of information. Uh, I was just shared the other day uh, some information about Pew Research. It, it was graphs uh, down to the state with with breaking people down by their religion, how often they pray per day. Uh, if you have that sort of information, uh, you know you don't need registration. You, you don't need you don't need to know if they're Republican or Democrat. You can make a pretty uh, pretty good guess who they're going to vote for. And uh, you know it's it, you have to remember they are they're behind it. They, uh, um, you know, I, I I have some other information here. How, one how, second. How would uh, they know? How would they know how many times a day someone prays, Jeff? Um, you know, I guess they're doing a lot of. Uh, uh, polling, uh, I suppose. Uh, but you know, and, you know what comes out of this is that uh, you know David Becker with uh, uh, with Eric, uh, you know they cause they, they inject an awful lot of what they call UBEs. Uh, UBEs are eligible but unregistered voters, and uh, and then they make a big effort. The idea is we you they call them UBEs. I call them registration padding. Uh, to make sure that they have as many uh, people in the uh, registration roles as possible, Are you uh, so they me have they more room to work not, with. As far as are you telling me they know who's not registered, and then they go register them? Yeah, well, they're they're not registering them necessarily as active, but they are providing them to the states, and the states are like, oh, thanks, and they're putting them in their roles, and that's what's causing the uh, the inflation in, in Pennsylvania. So, so, from information so, I have here, so no, one point eight million were injected. Okay, so now I'm even more confused. The people are not registered. They tell the states, here's who's eligible in your state, but not registered, and then they inject them in the roles. And my yes, and they. 
they're, then they pull, what, if I remember from what Dr. Frank has told me, then they can pull <laughs> on these po folks that are not registered. They can pull them, register them, have them vote, and then clean up the rolls afterwards. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah, and they, uh, they send out uh, postcards to these people uh, encouraging them to register. Uh, and those registrations, as I understand it, also go through, uh, go through Eric. So they know who is and isn't registering from that vast pool of people. Uh, it's just, again, uh, we're, we're, we're handing over the responsibilities that used to be handled by, by very competent people in a particular county. Uh, they knew their, you know, they know their people. They know, they know who lives there. They, they, they can handle this. But, but instead, uh, we're allowing uh, a unaccountable, unelected uh, third party. Uh, third-party organization that frankly has leftist uh, ties and it, it was started by people who uh, who don't like uh, people like you and me very much and then they just basically sit back and say uh, trust us uh, and uh, you know if you ask them for any you know they're not very forthcoming with uh, information to uh, citizens I'll tell you that so you said you had noticed some patterns uh, other than what we've talked about, yes. what other patterns have you noticed? Um, every Eric state that I've looked at, and I've looked at about 20 of the 31 uh, or 32 right now, it actually shows that um, unnatural spikes in voter registration actually occurred in 2018. It began in, in all of these states in 2018. Uh, so, you know, if, if you look and you, you can basically see you know, if you look on a graph, you can see every four years for the federal election, the registration, you know, the spike goes up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And the same thing for the midterms. It goes up every, you know, four years in the midterms a little bit. 2018, it spiked usually two to three times what could be expected, uh, sometimes a little bit more. And then, of course, uh, 2020 in, in most of these states just blew through the roof uh, in terms of registrations. But I find it interesting that, that every state I have looked at uh, you know, we, we, we need to look back and see what happened in 2018 as far as padding the registrations, because uh, just looking at 2020 is not telling the whole story. So were they are you telling me that they did that for the 2018 election or were they starting to lay down the steel for 2020 and 2018 or both? Oh, no. Hello. Yep. Are you there? Um, I think I'm back. Yep. Did you hear the question? Uh, one has to, yeah. One has to wonder if if this wasn't used to uh, win them the house in uh, 2018. That's just a, that's just a, a guess on my part. But I would say that this was part of a coordinated plan. That that probably uh, probably the plan extends beyond 2020 uh, in terms of what they want to do uh, because uh, it's you know these patterns are these patterns. Uh, there, there's the 2018 numbers just, you know, as I said, they, they go through the roof. Uh, not to mention uh, most states that I've looked at, and it, I have to say this, the, the correlation between really bad uh, registration rolls and Eric states is is nearly 100% in my in my opinion. So the one wonders why are these states paying thousands and, th you know, 25000 to go in and then up to $75,000 a year to maintain uh, uh, their membership in Eric? Uh, why why are they doing that when they actually have you know the worst kept roles that that I have seen and by worst kept let me tell you what I'm talking about 
uh, double voters, uh, multiple registrations. You know, in Wisconsin alone, I've identified, and I bet this isn't the complete number, I've identified about 3,000 people who, who, according to their roles, voted twice under two different registration IDs. Uh, and, you know, I've seen smaller but still significant numbers in other states. Uh, so, you know, the question is, what, 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 is, the, what is the association with ERIC uh, really doing to help our, uh, help our uh, free and fair elections? So is anyone going to sue to stop this system from being used by the states? Or, or is that already underway? Did we just lose Jeff O'Donnell? I think Jeff just froze again. Sorry about that. Not oh, sure. Okay. Uh, that's my, not moving. Uh, that's all right. Did you hear my question? Yes, I did hear your question. Yeah, um, honestly, uh, I don't know. Um, I do know that, uh, you know, Louisiana recently looked at the whole picture uh, and, and uh, you know, credible allegations that registration data is being shared with other third-party organizations, and Louisiana backed out. Uh, and I, I would, I would call upon other secretaries of states and other, and in other states. I mean, look, look at the information that's available. Ask yourself what you're gaining by uh, giving this organization access to your, uh, to your voter rolls. Where can people see your report, Jeff? Uh, they can uh, see any of the reports I've done at a website called magaraccoon.com. M A G. Let me let me go there. Let me go there. I want to see this. Uh, MAGA Raccoon. All right, let's see. So obviously we're going with uh, M-A-G-A and then Raccoon? Yes, dot com. com. Yes, and there's also Ordros.com. O-R-D-R-O-S.com. All right, look at that. Is it, Can you see that? Throw that so, up there, Logan. Is that the right site, uh, Jeff? Yeah, that's my site right there. Yes, yes. Look at that. Fixed Many 20- people know me as the Lone Raccoon. The lone raccoon. Now, why do they call you the lone raccoon? Uh, some sometimes you pick names, and sometimes they're just thrust upon you. Uh, so, <laughs> the story the story would take would take too long. You'd have to go through the next uh, break, I think. Okay, so let, let's look at this though. Uh, the report from the desk of the lone raccoon. I'm going to mark this as a favorite. Okay, so we've got. Uh, tell me, tell me where I can find what we're talking about tonight. I think he just froze again, but we're going to, he always seems to come back. So we're just going to be patient with it. While, while I'm kind of, uh, uh, you know, a pack here by, by, uh, talking to you about it here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's going to appear there with all, you know, all of my other reports. Okay. Uh, so, so is, uh, you were breaking yes. up a little bit. Where, where's the report on Eric? Where's that in here? Oh, I said that, that is coming out next week. Oh, it's not out yet, but it will be here. So you got you got an exclusive here. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, so maybe we better get you back then next week when it comes out because I want to read it, show screenshots from it. Because knowing you, you're gonna have some graphs and charts and stuff, right? Yeah, when when you see every state after every state after every state showing the same patterns, it will you'll be a changed man. <laughs> okay, so Jeff, we're gonna book you for next week. What when do you think the report's coming out next week? Um, I'm I'm hoping Tuesday or Wednesday. All right. So when it does, text me, let me know, and let's get you on right away. Uh, if it comes out Tuesday, give me time to make some screenshots, build a PowerPoint, and have you on. Or Wednesday, then we'll have you on Thursday. But either way, I want to get you on next week, all right? He froze again. There you go. There he is. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Yes, I will, I will give you a text uh, when it's available. 
Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for the work you're doing. Jeff O'Donnell checking in. His website, MagaRaccoon.com. I love that. He's even got a logo over there. Maga Raccoon, the 513th Raccoon Infantry. Uh, that's good. MagaRaccoon.com. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Matt DiPerno. Thank you, Candace Taylor. Thank you, Logan and Reagan in the control room. Van, the rest of you guys. Great work. And uh, thanks, Mike Lindell, for letting me sit in for him tonight. Talk to you soon. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.